0: To postcards to the universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio.
1: to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa creating the life you crave. How is everybody doing? I hope you guys are doing well and you're safe and you're happy. The energy is super wonky right now. If you follow the planets, Mercury is in retrograde and the retrograde so it's making very intense wonky energy. I'm feeling it. I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but I'm certainly feeling it. And I, I suspect others are too, just from some conversations I've had in the last couple days. Um, today, I have a really cool show. I have a psychic medium and a past life facilitator, Corby Mitlide as my guest. And she is going to join me in just a few minutes. I really were. I'm excited because I have never done a show on past lives before. So that's going to be the focus of today's show. So it's going to be fun. Uh, for those of you who are new tuning into my show for the first time, I am also a photographer and an author. Author, and my book is titled Postcards to the Universe, Harness the Universe's Power and Manifest Your Dreams. And in my book, there are 30 manifesting stories along with the photographs that I took of the contributors manifesting postcards. And I include writing exercises in the book to help us get clear on what we want to manifest and a toolbox full of um fun, uh, exercises and, and, and writing things that we can do to, to manifest love, money, health, career, and so much more. It's a perfect time of the year to create a manifesting postcard for what you want to bring into your life in 2022. I can't believe we're in 2022. If you need help creating one, just reach out to me and I will help you. They're so much fun and people love them and yeah, they work. They really do. So if you're interested in doing this inner work and reading people's incredible journeys of transformation, inspiration, and manifesting, please go to your favorite bookstore and purchase a copy. Uh, Each week, I share a Magic money message, and it's an image of a manifesting postcard that I photograph with an affirmation that I like to focus on for the week. I find using affirmations daily is a powerful way to become a new belief in our system, in our energy field. So this week's magical message is, life is good with a filled passport. And I was inspired to do this because I'm going to be doing, no matter what is going on I don't care, I'm traveling in 2022. I am traveling, I've made it a commitment to myself, I'm doing it and I am going overseas in the summer. I'm going to Ireland and England, I'm going to the UK. I'm super excited. So, I like to remind myself that this is happening, it's happened, it's already so, so that's why this week's is Life is Good with a Filled Passport. So, for those of you who've been feeling pretty stuck, maybe you should start thinking about, you know, even small little road trips just to kind of get out of your little box that we feel like we've been so isolated in for the last two, over two years. If you want to see these magical messages that I talk about each week, you can find them on any of my social media platforms, Postcards to the Universe, and on my website. I post them each week. And if you're on Facebook and you want to join a really cool group where there's lots of inspiration and beautiful photos, you can find me there. Also, it's called Postcards of Love. Okay, so next week I have Avatar Miller. She's a best-selling author of books, Healing Happens in Practice. And she inspires people to experience boundless energy, Absolute happiness, and true success, in order to live the best life possible. She's an inter- international keynote speaker, a neuro linguistic programming practitioner, and she does healing. Break- she's a healing breakthrough facilitator. So, we're going to be talking talking a lot about healing next week. So, join me for that. All right. To get to my guest today. I'm so excited to talk to her. Corby Mitlide. She is a certified tarot master. She's certified psychic, trained medium, and ordained minister. And her work is showcased in Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series, Your Soul's Plan, Your Soul's Gift, and Your Soul's Love, highlighting her ability to retrieve clients' past lives in detail. With close to 50 years experience, Corby's abilities include spiritual intuitive counseling, past life retrieval and analysis, Mediumship and spirit guide conferences, including speaking with one soul. And Corby speaks and counsels at holistic expos, seminars, and workshops throughout the US and Canada, as well as one on one sessions with clients worldwide. And today's conversation, Corby and I are going to focus on past lives. We all have past lives. Knowing who you were in a previous incarnation can hold keys to making this life more fulfilling and accelerate spiritual growth. So, as you're listening, if you can and you want to check her out, you can go to her website. I'm going to spell it for you. It's CorbyMitlive.com, but it's spelled like this C O R B I E M I T L E I D.com. Welcome, Corby. Thanks so much for being with me, uh, being here with me today. Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Thanks for asking.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk about past lives. All right. But before we get into that, why don't you, in your own words, share a little bit about you, your background, and how you got into the work that you're doing today?
0: Okay, that's what I call the 30-second elevator speech.
1: Exactly. You nine, could go a little longer than 30 seconds, though. So that's fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, and I said, ooh, there is magic in the world. I want to go find it. Fast forward mm. to 1973 when I was a senior in high school, and yes, my darling said, do tell you how old I am. <laughs> I was working part-time at Spencer Gift, and they had the James Bond 007 Caradec, deck, and I bought it. We were all hippies then. You had your bell bottoms and your fringe jacket and your deck. Five years later, everybody moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I stuck with the cards. I loved what they told me. Mm-hmm. Read for Friends for twenty years and then all of a sudden in nineteen ninety-four I could do hands on healing and talk to dead people. It's when the wow. universe said, Here's your draft notice, you're working for us. Did it part time <laughs> until nine eleven mm-hmm. when I looked at my husband and I said, People need this work. I need to do it full time. He said, I believe in you. So one more year working 70 hours a week for corporate, psychic so work evenings and weekends, took the leap in 2002. I now work six days a week, read a 1,000 people a year, and I get to get up every morning. I don't have to get up every morning. That's the mm, key.
1: Wow. Wow, so nine eleven really shifted something for you. You felt that the world, that people, yeah, yeah. I think it did for a lot of people. It's interesting that that was a big turning point in your life. So you said something about Tarot, and I know this is um one of the bullet points that you you have you have mentioned before that Tarot and Mm -hmm. about the difference between uh, Tarot and Oracle decks. I'm creating an Oracle deck. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about it. I I don't know how to read Tarot. I love. Having tarot red for me, I, I don't know how anything about it, but you say they're both useful, but they're completely different. Can you just share a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely, oh, sure. Um, tarot, mm-hmm. tarot, Ralph, whatever we call it, um, okay. has 78 cards, okay. standard, majors, suits, right? And there have been years and years and years of this is how you have to do it laid out energetically on the cards. The delicious okay. thing about Oracle decks mm-hmm. is there are no rules. They mm-hmm. are from the mind and the heart and the soul of the creator. Yeah. And so I have my Tarot Illuminati Tarot deck, my favorite one, but I am right now staring at seven Oracle decks that I use in concert with the Tarot. Mm-hmm. I will often use them. Um, simple example someone mm-hmm. says, Does Bruce love me? Well, yes, mm-hmm. I pull some cards from the standard deck for that, but then I reach. For the Joy of Relationship deck by John Gray, the guy mm. who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are Venus," yeah. And yeah. that gives me the karma mm. that they're working on underneath.
1: Got it. So it's just for clarification. Yeah, I'm having fun creating my own Oracle deck because it's it's my images. It's my work. It's my thoughts. It's my affirmation. It's, you know, it's all from me. So it's fun. I'm excited. I'm really excited about when it's going to be finished and me putting it out there. So that's really, really cool. Do you read? Do you, do you use cards that when you do your private readings, your one-on-ones all the time?
0: Oh, well, sure. It's like a doctor can use a stethoscope an mm-hmm. x-ray machine, etc. It depends on what people want to know. I laugh. Mm-hmm. I say people come to me for four things. The everyday mm-hmm. tour bus, house, car, job, kids. Okay, God, you put me here. Now what? Who right. so was I in 1642 Belgium? I want to speak to my spirit guide, Binky, and how's dead Aunt Mabel? I mean, that's truly really everything I do. <laughs> um, I, look, I have done stand-up comedy on You Think a Psychic, so this is going to be a funny show. Just roll with it. <laughs>
1: You are making me laugh. So does everybody think in a past life that they were somebody famous? Like, now we can't all be like, you know, uh, Cleopatra and uh, King Tut and all that stuff, oh, right? But does oh, everybody oh think they're famous?
0: <laughs> oh, my dear. I, I could tell you the number of people that said, I must have been Anne Boleyn because I can't wear turtlenecks." No, it doesn't work, though. <laughs> um, in, you know, I mean, I have done. Hundreds and hundreds of past life retrievals for people. Mm -hmm. I've only come up with famous people through time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... Yeah, it's a numbers game, right? Makes sense, right? Not everybody can be famous, right? That's cool. Why don't you? Well, this is perfect segue. What is when you talk about past life? You've you've done a past life retrieval. What does that look like? A client comes to you. Somebody's listening to the show right now, and they're like, "Ooh, this is really interesting. I always, you know, felt like I have this major fear of whatever, and I don't understand why. Like maybe it's a past life thing. Like, what does it look like a retrieval? Well.
0: The difference between a retrieval and a gre- and a regression very important mm. for listeners yeah. to know. Regression uh-huh. must only be done by a certified hypnotherapist, okay. a certified past life regressionist, because if you get into that, you're going up to the akashic. If you mm-hmm. see a traumatic death or mm-hmm. a horrible abuse situation, they have the skill to pull you out of it so you can observe but not feel it. If Got you it. don't want to do that, but you need to know what's going on, you come to me. You say, mm-hmm. why is there wet hair in my face? And I freak out. I'm the one who goes up to the Akashic, pulls down the book, and says, here, read chapter two. Mm-hmm. But I tell people mm-hmm. that you've got to give me an obsession, a phobia, a place you either love or hate that makes no sense. Like, i got Scottish. Why do I have this thing about Peru? Or mm-hmm. a person that is important out of all proportion. Because you know, we've had hundreds of past lives. If you just say, well, right. give me one. I can right. give you one that is. Bang on. And if it has no resonance for you, you're going to go, yes, yeah, so. Right. Um, the quick example I will give you, a woman mm. came to me and said, look, my son is 29. Mm-hmm. And he won't live a mile from me. He still asks me about all decisions. What is wrong? Right. And I went and tranced, I said, okay, I'm seeing 1944, Utah Beach. Your boy is one of the... Uh, uh, people who came onto the beach, he's got a pretty mangled leg. You're his commanding mm-hmm. officer. You're dragging him over the dune, you know, behind it. You take some shrapnel, too, but you both get out of there alive. You save his life. And she mm-hmm. looks at me and she says, can you see my rank? I said, yeah, you were a sergeant. And she says, he's called me sergeant since
1: he was three years old, and we never knew where that came from. So, oh, wow. I just got goosebumps. That's crazy. That's so crazy. I have heard this, and you'll know if it's true since you do this kind of work, that we very often reincarnate in the same group of souls as a soul family, let's say. Like a lot of us come back together uh, over and over to have different experiences, maybe play different roles. Is that true?
0: Absolutely. Um, The example I can give you, my father was my best friend. He and I even had the same birthday. But we mm-hmm. normally, when we incarnate together, come in same generation, best friends. Mm-hmm. But I set up in my pre-birth planning session some really difficult stuff, and I mm-hmm. knew I would be the best friend of the father. So my soul asked his soul, would you do the father-daughter monad? That's what it's called.
1: Mm-hmm. And they agreed.
0: And so that's why... Yes, normally we're best friends, but it was father daughter this time because that was the role that I needed him to play.
1: Mm. Yes. Okay. That makes so much sense. Is that why a lot of people will have these relationships? Now, this is romantic. I'm not talking about family. Let's switch over to romantic relationships Mm -hmm. where you know that somebody is your soulmate or one of your soulmates and that there's Mm -hmm. been a soul relationship. And it's usually, see, people always assume that soulmate means, oh, it's love. It's light, it's beautiful, it's romantic. No. no, it usually means it's struggle, it's painful, it's painful. And you guys are like going through these lifetimes together to grow, right? So, and it, that happens a lot in romantic relationships. Is that correct? From what yes, I but there is gather, a big,
0: there's a big difference. Soulmates, mm-hmm. we get more than mm-hmm. one, they are our core yes. team. Yes. My father was a soulmate. My Mm. current husband, yes. The last one, no. Right. But but Mm what a lot of people confuse are soulmates and twin flames.
1: Oh. We don't always
0: get to meet our twin flames, guys.
1: And what is the difference? You could share for people who have no idea uh, what we're talking about. Sure. Mm -hmm. Twin Mm -hmm. flames,
0: I mean, you see the couple and they're so, you cannot imagine them being with anybody else. John and Yoko. Right. Right. Paul Newman and Joan Woodward. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I now, can see it's that. Not always
1: mm-hmm.
0: sex, love, romantic. Another right. set of twin flames was Paramahansa Yogananda and Sri mm-hmm. Dayamatha, his longest disciple. She at okay.
1: eighteen said, That's my life, and she mm-hmm. died
0: at age ninety six, never wavering.
1: Wow. Wow. And then and but sometimes your twin flame is on the other side while you're having the experience. Is that true? I've heard that too. Yes. Yes,
0: my twin Mm -hmm. flame is definitely not down here because Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to be so busy re-raising myself and teaching out in the world that to have that distraction would not be good for me. So, I mean, he may be Mm -hmm. on the other side of the world in Christchurch, New Zealand,
1: but Mm -hmm. we'll never meet. Not in this lifetime, you mean? Not in this lifetime, but you're always traveling. I mean, when you go back home, I call, you know, the other side home and he goes back home or the soul, we're saying he and she just for the purposes, because we are having human experience, but you know, the Mm -hmm. soul goes back and and then you're reunited. Is that, is that true? Is that how that works?
0: Yes. But even more than that, remember our souls are so huge. They don't fit in these little pea brain bodies Mm. of ours. Right. So my soul and my twin flame, most of our soul is up there sharing a, a bag of popcorn. Who knows? It is the personalities that return mm. with the information and mm. the experiences that the soul needed.
1: God, that's so interesting. All right, let's take our break here because um, we're at the 20 minute mark. And then I have so much more. I got to ask you, this is so fascinating. Sure. Guys, stay tuned and we'll be back in just two minutes with Corby. We got lots more to talk about. Hi, I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. Welcome back. If you're just joining me, I have guest Corby on, and she's a Tarot Master, psychic medium, and past life retrievalist. I made up the word retrievalist. I don't even know if that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) This just just came to me. Um, Okay. Past lives are super, super fascinating. So why is it, now the Akashic Records, it, it just uh, give a brief description what the Akashic Records are for those who have never heard that term before.
0: All right. You're going to have a lot of different ideas about what they are the way I see them. The Akashic mm-hmm. Records is literally the record of everything we've been, we're going to be. Now, this does not mean you have no free will. Okay. But this is... All of the universes you're ever in, because Mm -hmm. we are in more than one, Mm, the things you do, the things that happen, the people you're with, it's huge. And a lot of us see it as a book. So people go up and they look at their Akashic record. And when I do a a meditation with them, Mm -hmm. some people see a book, some people see a parchment. Somebody Mm once saw a computer.
1: Mm. Interesting. But it's
0: the record of everything that your soul was, is, and will be.
1: Mm. And you said multiple universes. Is it, that what a deja vu is, that you're seeing another universe? You're seeing yourself in another universe? It, I always feel like it, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> it's possibly that.
0: Some people think that we're getting uh, a leak that, you know, it's a slight out-of-body experience and we're looking mm. down on it at the same time okay. we're in it. That's pretty so, cool, too. But, yeah, um, I mean... We, how could this one little universe we know be it? Right.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. Has so much
0: more. It wants to play more than one universe.
1: So when somebody comes to you, they you obviously can't just go in anybody's akashic records without their permission, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Well, can, there are know. people
0: that, there are people that do. Mm-hmm. But just like I will not walk up to somebody and start giving them a message. I call that a drive-by psychic shooting. Um <laughs> Seriously, are you really going to trust somebody who walks up to you in the grocery store and says, Excuse me, your aunt Doris just told me you got a bald tire in the back, you're going to die in a crack, the day of the week, you don't get it fixed? Just telling you, she walks away and you're standing there. Oh my
1: God. Oh my God. I, like a I know that's what the long Island shooting. meeting is based on, but yeah. No. Right. I got so, you the way you said that no. just cracked me up. Right. Okay. It, it, so you asked for permission You're when you're, well, somebody's obviously at, telling you they're giving you, I mean, if I'm coming to you for a past life retrieval, I'm giving you permission to go into that my records. Correct. Right. I'm giving you the correct. permission. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it just cracks me up. Um, when you were talking, when I asked earlier before the break about soul groups, I believe, in fact, I, I strongly believe that I have been reincarnated numerous times with my mother and my sister and my niece, like the four mm-hmm. of us. Yeah, I really do think that we've played different roles in each other's lives. And we keep coming back over and over again to play out different, <laughs> different, <laughs> different parts. So yeah, either
0: a good mm-hmm. thing or a bad thing.
1: Well, um, it's both. It's a good thing overall. But, you okay. know, it has its challenges, of course. Got it. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. So when you said somebody likes to come to you with a question, so I'm going to come to you with a question. I am not British. I am 100% Italian. I love Italy. Don't get me wrong. Just the whole thing. But I have a thing with the U.K., I have a thing with the British. I have a thing with the Brits. I don't know why I do. I can't wait to get there. I've been there one time years ago to London, but it's not London proper that I'm going to. I want to go to a smaller town, a more country feeling kind of area. And I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's like something about it. So I figured, you know what? I'll ask you on the air. Why, why is that? Is it a past life thing?
0: Well, when you started talking, I immediately got the idea. Remember that at the turn of the 20th century, there mm-hmm. were a lot of impoverished, impoverished British nobles, and yes. they married rich American mm-hmm. heiresses. Downton Abbey is a perfect example. Lord. I love Downton
1: Abbey. I loved it. I, I, I obsessively watched it. No, Downton Abbey. I just okay. loved it so much.
0: No, my <laughs> darling, you were not one of the rich heiresses. I
1: was just son of a
0: bitch. You were. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You were okay. More, like, more like Anna. You were okay. the mm-hmm. chief lady-in-waiting to one of these heiresses, And Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why London doesn't draw you, but the smaller Mm -hmm. places do, because that's Mm -hmm. why I believe you met someone and married them. Mm -hmm. They were brought into whatever household that is. So you both worked there. Interesting. But you felt more at home in Britain than in America, because in America, Mm -hmm. you were one of a lot of kids. You were always the tag along.
1: You mm. were always
0: the one that got the last of everything. Mm-hmm. And you weren't special at all.
1: Okay. So, so I was American who married into the British. And, and, right. and that's and what you're getting. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. right. Okay. You came over mm-hmm. with
0: your your rich boss, if you will. Okay. And okay. And ended up marrying. Okay. And you were treated so much better in Britain mm. than you were in America that it was like, this is where I belong. Not back in New York.
1: Interesting. And this was turn of the century. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I uh, think Gibson Girl. So we're looking at 1908, 910, somewhere in there.
1: That's so fascinating. Yeah, because I, I don't know why. Like I said, I don't know why. And it's not like I particularly like British food or anything. I just there's something about the, the way they speak. There's something about the... You know, I listen to British Lit, I watch shows, I just I just have like this affinity for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't know why. And there you go. Well, well I, that's why. There's at least one. <laughs> there's at least one. There's at least one. Do you know if I was ever uh British? You may be.
0: You may okay. be, but I would have to spend time in a little mm. bit of trance and that's dead air, which is Okay. No, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That.
1: No, I don't want to do that. Okay. So you're going off just what hits you're getting from talking to me. Okay. I, I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, you don't want dead air on the radio. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> People don't appreciate yep. it. <clears throat> All right. So but, then I'll ask you to share without revealing anything personal. Um mm-hmm. maybe somebody like, okay, well, I happen to have an irrational fear of flying. I will fly. I usually have to take something to calm me down to do it like a Xanax mm-hmm. or a sedative or something because I love to travel, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like to fly. So I always suspect that maybe something happened and that's why I have this fear of it. Like it's more than just nervousness. It's a fear. Yeah. Do people um, come with you? Yeah, I don't yeah. know yeah. you have? it. Yeah. Hey. Well,
0: I think you did not die in an airplane, but your fiance was a barnstormer. And you went to one of his air shows, and you watched him flame out, crash, and burn, and they couldn't get to the body.
1: Oh, okay, well that would make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. But like I said, I will do it because I like to travel. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. force myself. Yeah, I force myself. Okay, now do people come to you like you said? Like you made. What was the one thing that you said earlier? You said if somebody says I can't stand wet hair on my face, like it has, it's a thing, and they don't understand why. Like, did you have an that example actually, of something like that? Yes,
0: oh, okay. that was actually something that came uh, was was part of the audience when I was lecturing at Lilydale with Robert Schwartz. This mm-hmm. girl had butch short hair,
1: mm-hmm. and she said,
0: "Even the smallest strand, all of them, I can't breathe." Why?
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: said, "Okay, there's a five syllable answer: Lusitania.
1: Uh-huh. You were a
0: passenger on the boat in 1915."
1: Mm-hmm. When
0: it was torpedoed by the Germans, you went over the side. You had not bobbed your hair yet. You still had that great Edwardian mask, which took on a lot of water, and debris kept getting caught in it, and you drowned. She said, is mm-hmm. that also why I'm afraid of cruise ships? I said, probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: why can't I do this? This is an interesting thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody can have psychic talents. I tell people, you can do what I do. We're all wired the same way. But when spirit is looking at you trying to figure out what kind of a specialty it wants to give you, it goes Uh rifling through your internal file cabinet. So what do I have? Mm -hmm. Theater major at Brown University and an actress in New York. I know how to create characters. I'm a writer and an author. Words are my Mm -hmm. drug of choice, so I know Mm -hmm. how to tell stories. And I have always been a history freak. Mm In fact, I met my husband, Mm -hmm. who was a museum director, at a place that had World War I airplanes. And as he has told friends, there was this gorgeous brunette who knew the difference between a Fokker DR-1 and an F-1 based on the Wingskid but had the Marriott. So <laughs> you get all that together. Uh-huh. Two, there could be someone else who's very good at past lives and me. Sure. And we both mm. get the same hit. Mm-hmm. They might say, well, I see you in a long skirt, and it's a big hat with a feather, and you're standing in front of something very fancy, so I know it's old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. I could look at the same thing and go, hobble skirt, your hat, that kind of ostrich feather, and you're in front of the Brandenburg Gate. So we're looking at Berlin in 1911 or
1: 12. Mm, Which one's going to give you? Right. But yeah.
0: do not ask me to do spirit art, because I cannot draw a thick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. It's not yeah. in my wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a friend who can do spirit art and she's pretty amazing. But yeah, that's, it's just like everybody has their own talent. So you, you use mm-hmm. the talents you already have, which enhances the experience of, yeah. of yeah, when you're going and doing. So, um, yeah, like I know, I know it just in a, in a past life, um, that I was a witch. Because I'm a witch again this life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do nothing, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'm i fascinated by herbs, I make my own oils, I burn in s- candles, I'm always doing spells, and I just know that I was. I know I can feel it. Like, it's a, it's I think some of us have an, a really intuitive hit on some of the lives we've led before, you know, and it because yeah. it feels Absolutely. right. So, I definitely mm-hmm. know that that's true, and I think that that's why my mom, my sister, and my niece of all of us have been together. I think we were all witches <laughs> together in a Good previous man. life. Yeah, yeah. Seven once, seven always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My brother-in-law calls us witches because we say something and it comes true. So it's just funny that, you know, that that's like something mm-hmm. that I feel. So for those of you listening, you may have a feeling. Do people, so the question then to follow that is, does somebody come to you and will say, and they get a confirmation from you. I know I was a, let's say a pilot in World War One or World War Two. You know, I mm-hmm. feel it so strongly. Can we go and see? And then you'll get a confirmation for that person? Maybe. I'm, ju- I'm just using that as an example. The pilot as an example. Yeah, it could no, be anything. But yeah. Yeah.
0: But when people mm-hmm. are sure that they were something, mm-hmm. it, for me to say, I don't see it. Oh, okay. They think I'm wrong. So Got it. The other thing is it may simply not be important to them in this lifetime.
1: Got it. That's
0: why, you mm-hmm. know, it's like for me, mm-hmm. I, knew, I know intrinsically why I did not want children starting when mm-hmm. I was 13. I okay. remembered an immediate past life where I dialed in childbirth, birth in a mm-hmm. hospital in Chicago. So mm-hmm. there's that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, you know, if someone may say, I know I'm just a janitor in Des Moines, but I know that I was Napoleon Bonaparte. I mean, you, you can't say yes to
1: that. You just can't. Now, have you met anybody so, who was Napoleon Bonaparte? <laughs> have you no. met that person? The, no. Okay. No. I'm just curious. The, the three <laughs>
0: famous people that I've gotten, one of uh-huh. them was Mercy, Mercy Otis Warren, who was best friends with Abigail Adams during the revolution. Okay. Um, Nellie, Nellie Blind. Who was um, a very famous investigative reporter at the turn of the 20th century. And the person that I read for, I saw a picture of her later. She's Nellie mm-hmm. Jeedringer. Oh, and God. a fabulous black and white photographer up in Canada, who is the reincarnation of Jacob Reese, who's Jacob Reese, RIIS. He's the one that mm-hmm. took the very, very famous black and white pictures of immigrants in the New York tenement.
1: Mm, okay, Wow. That's wild. Yeah. That's but no queen. No queens. No, no.
0: No, nothing like
1: that. <laughs> no royalty. No Yeah. People always nope. like to believe that that's that that's who they are. Um mm-hmm. do we have a choice if we do not want to reincarnate? Do you know this? Oh, of course. Do you, uh, we well, do.
0: Yes and no. We okay. don't because we aren't. Let me explain.
1: This okay, is when yes, please. People who,
0: who are You know, well, the Bible says we only live once. And I look at them and say, Mm -hmm. and you know what? The Bible's right, because this is how it is. I will use the example of Matt Smith. Matt Smith was the 13th doctor on Doctor Who. Yeah, he was my doctor. And he was wonderful in that. But when he hung up the bow tie and the suspenders, he then Mm -hmm. turned to play Prince Philip in the first Mm -hmm. two seasons of The Crown. Totally different Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Matt Smith is the soul, the two parts of the Incarnation. We go okay. on again and again, but there's only one, once for Corby. that's it. Once for mm. you, that's it. And then our soul hangs up the personality in the closet like a costume. Mm. So you will never be back again. Right. But the soul may choose to, but you won't right. feel like you going, oh God, I have to do this again. I'm so tired.
1: Right. We're, well, we're I, like th- they play. I like that you said may choose to. Doesn't mean may may. That sounds like I have some. My soul uh, has some kind of a choice in, <laughs> in deciding. Oh, you know, because I'm I might not want to come back here to Earth. I may want to go somewhere else. I I don't I I don't even know where somewhere else is yet, but <laughs> I may. You know, the soul, it's, soul it, has
0: all those choices. They absolutely do.
1: And do we work with a team before we get, do we have a team over there that we work with when we're discussing what lives yes. we want to kind of play out? Yes. We do this rolls
0: into uh, Robert Schwartz and his book series. Um, we do pre-birth plans with our counselors, other souls. Okay. Uh, and, you know, it's almost like a computer flowchart. If I do this, will you do that? Oh,
1: um, yeah. Well, that's so cool. Hold this, that thought, though. Let's talk about that because I really want to talk about that. That's super interesting. But we're at our second break time. So let's take the gotcha. break here. And then we're going to talk more about that. Guys, stay tuned. Be back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back. Okay, Corby. So before the break, we were talking about um, aligning with our council on the other side before we incarnate into mm-hmm. this life. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what is that like? What does that look like?
0: Well, we decide what we want our pre-birth plan to be. Now, how okay. do we do that? Plus, we'll have free will. Let's look at okay. college. Okay. You can decide to be a physics major. That's mm-hmm. your pre-birth plan but Mm -hmm. you can maybe take a bunch of gut courses and fail through or do Mm -hmm. double major plus lab. That's Mm -hmm. your free will. You're going to graduate with the lessons you need, but how difficult Mm -hmm. or easy your life is, it's up to you.
1: Mm. And do we set a, do we set certain challenges in our pre-birth life plan that we want to master in this life? Yes,
0: Mm. we absolutely do. But this goes into karma. Karma is not bad and good, carrot and stick. That's kindergarten. Mm-hmm. What Robert Schwartz understood is karma is five things. Unbalanced okay. energy, healing, mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. contrast. You want to learn about mm-hmm. abundance, you need a rich life and a poor life, and healing mm-hmm. your beliefs. Mm-hmm. I always love using the example of Ryan White. Ryan White was the kid who got AIDS in the late 80s, early I 90s. Know. I remember him. Okay. Mm -hmm. and people who think karma is bad and good think oh he must have been so awful look what happened to him no Mm
1: -hmm. let's look at his
0: life Mm -hmm. he got AIDS he was a pariah cruelly treated but along comes Elton John now Mm -hmm. Elton was drinking and drugging and driving himself to death at that point but became Mm -hmm. very close with the family loved Ryan played at Ryan's funeral, was so inspired by Ryan that he got clean and sober shortly afterwards, and he has been for over 30 years, and then created the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has raised Mm -hmm. half a billion dollars for people with HIV and AIDS all over the world. Right. So Ryan's soul said this could be a tough life and a short one. But mm-hmm. if we can create this in the world, this becomes a life with a karma of service. Mm. Not bad and good.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that makes I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, I always think when I hear horrible things happen, especially to children, you know, and they're mm-hmm. so innocent, and tragedies and terrible things. I always think, well you know, maybe in the last life, they were, maybe they were, uh, they're oppressed in this life. I'll just use this. And then maybe in the past life, they were the oppressor. And so they decided that they needed to come and feel what it felt like to be the oppressed. So that is why we're seeing it play out. And we're thinking, Mm -hmm. oh my God, they're innocent. Yes, their personalities. Right. Their contrast. So that's, that actually brings me a great deal of comfort and understanding. It like takes it up a notch to another level because that's the only way, you know, when someone says, Oh, God is cruel. Like God, how could God allow this to happen to his children? If you know, from, that, that perspective, you know, and I'm thinking God has nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I get that you know, if God had something to do with it, God, that's a horrible God, in my opinion, right? <laughs> like if God could throw out, like, I'm going to smite you, but I'm going to give you all the blessings and that's just not the way it works.
0: Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's take a look at me. I've done the cancer dance three times.
1: In this This life, in this life. Okay. This soul
0: Mm -hmm. generally comes in 80% of the time, male, 20% female. I do my tough Mm -hmm. lives, female. So Mm -hmm. this lifetime in the pre-birth plan, it was Mm -hmm. honor the female body, Mm -hmm. know that I'm worth more than that. And I had a very difficult time with that because by the time I was 11, I had a Dolly parting figure. I am not joking. Mm -hmm. I had a very abusive mother, an alcoholic Mm -hmm. with our habituates. Remember, her soul is Mm -hmm. fine, but we agreed to this. An Mm -hmm. incident happened when I was 16. I could have gone in one direction or another. I chose double major plus lab. I kept assuming that I really was as worthless as she said. Mm -hmm. And because the rack was the Mm -hmm. thing most people concentrated on, that's where the cancer came. The -hmm. third time, it was the second primary. Major clock back to zero. But so the doctor mm-hmm. said, sorry, three strikes are out. We're taking them. We're going to, you know, strip you of your hormones. You're going to be a fire mm-hmm. plug for the rest of your life. But my higher self was saying, look, kid, we need you down there to still teach. So we're mm-hmm. going to remove the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's all it was. That mm-hmm. was 2004. It's 2022. I'm completely fine. So look at me. You never know. I had that figure. And I have taught from that experience 2000. Wow. That's called living the examined life. Something Mm. happens. God, I really don't want this, but I have to go through it. Why do I need Mm -hmm. to learn from it with me? Mm -hmm. How can I teach with it next?
1: Mm. Yeah, more of us need to think in those terms because, you know, it's so easy to play the victim. Oh, my God. It's so easy to play the victim card. Why me? Why did this happen to me? I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. I mean, how many... How many people have come to you with that? I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. That's right. And I
0: have to explain to them that doesn't matter. But the thing is, in Mm. this country, being a victim gets you on TV and uh, a new house and whatever.
1: That's true. You're rewarded for it. That's very true.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So you really have to, in order to get out of that um, rat trap.
1: Mm -hmm. You have
0: to accept it's a thing that happened to this personality. It isn't you. And Mm -hmm. what's the lesson? What do you need to learn? Mm
1: -hmm. It's like
0: a lot of of women say, Mm -hmm. you know, hi, my Mm -hmm. name is Sandra. I had cancer. That's the first thing they say, Mm -hmm. even if it was 14 years ago. I don't do that. I mean, in 1973, I was the Betty Crocker homemaker for New Jersey from my high school. Mm -hmm. But I don't tell people that now. It's not who I am. Right. So right. when you kept stuck in that victim head, ask yourself, who would I be without my story?
1: Mm-hmm. And go find
0: out who that is.
1: Yeah. I talk a lot about that for as far as manifesting. Why are we manifesting mm-hmm. things over and over again? Because we're telling the same story. So if, and especially, right. you know, money, money's a big one. So what's your money story? I'm like, you probably have the same money story your parents had. So if your parents had the money story that there's never enough, then you've adopted that story. So we got to change that story. We're changing our story, right? That, that's what we want to mm-hmm. do. Um, to, can people come to you and say, you know, Corby, you know, I'm struggling. I'm like, I've been doing all the right things, you know, and I don't understand what's going on. Can you help me access what my pre-birth plan was? Can you do that for people?
0: No, there's only one person in the world who can. And
1: okay. that
0: is my BFF, Stacey Wells. I introduced Stacy to Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I know, she is the only one who does that.
1: Wow. She's so she can. Gonna- to so she can access your pre-birth plan, like some of the things. So when you're out, at, okay, so, so for you, so if we would come to you and we would want to have a past life retrieval, we would come mm-hmm. to you with maybe some specific issues and we would look into a particular our past life, life, challenge, a particular right. life challenge. Okay. And once right. we know and where it comes from, does that shift the energy of it and change it?
0: Hugely, hugely, because okay. it's not just one life. Um, if mm-hmm. I do deep trance meditation for you for 14 hours and pull cool down lives, could be as many as 10 past lives that I get for you. Mm. It's what macramé things together for the challenge. Mm. And a lot okay. of people, I pull a past life for them, and it's so resonant with their life now, even though they didn't tell me any of these things, that you know it's on mm. target. Mm.
1: Okay. So what does a session look like with you? Cause you said trans meditation. So obviously you have to go into a right. meditation. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wanted a session, so, so what's that look like?
0: Number one, you're going to get a mm-hmm. homework. When we did the work for Rob in his book, mm-hmm. there was 20 mm-hmm. to 40 hours of deep trans meditation and psychic work for each chapter. When oh I'm God. doing it on my little onesies, you mm-hmm. have to give me the story. And so okay. it's not just mm-hmm. why, did I choose to be poor? You Mm -hmm. give me a little bit of a bio. I may ask some clarification questions. Mm -hmm. Then at 630 in the morning, the day you and I are going to speak, I'm at my desk. Mm -hmm. I do the uh, the deep trance work. I get down to past lives. I check your numerology. I also go back and historically back check to make sure I'm Mm -hmm. on target. For instance, if I Mm -hmm. saw you using a cotton gin in 1450, I know that's Mm -hmm. incorrect because the cotton gin wasn't invented then. So I also make sure I'm not giving you false information. Then you and I are on the phone for an hour that evening when I tell you everything I found and we discuss it so you can internalize the information and move it forward.
1: Wow. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) I really, I mean, that is really, 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 really fascinating because I don't know very many people who can do past life retrievals. So yeah, I got to, I got to contact Corby on my own here and set up a time where I can have a past life retrieval because I, you, you I am fascinated as hell right now. Like I want to know, you know, so, okay, mm-hmm. that's how it works. Cause but, I don't know that many um, people who do what you do
0: true. But yeah. remember, you know, mm-hmm. after 12, 14 hours of doing that, now I'm a crispy critter Tuesday night. So Wednesday yeah. is my day off. And I only do yeah. a couple of months, because I've got lots of other things that I do as well.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, that, see, that's, that's one of the things when you're one of the few people that does that kind of work, you're going to get so many people that want to connect with you, right? To have something oh, like that done. So what is Fancy it that is you do into
0: 2023 at this point.
1: Wow, I imagine. So yeah. what is it that you like to do with one on one clients? Where is your area that you really and that you really want to do or that you focus on the most?
0: It depends on what they need. When you sit down with me, the first thing mm-hmm. I would say to you is what is the most important thing you want to walk out of here knowing today. And if you go okay. blank on me, I go Brooklyn on you and go, darling, was biting your butt? Because you say that and everyone will say, oh, that, boom.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so if it's uh, intuitive counseling session, we'll mm-hmm. use cards. I'll channel. Okay. Um, okay. We'll do uh, anything like that. Um, there are other things that I do for people. Uh, create your sense of passion. When mm-hmm. you um, need to figure out Your purpose, I shouldn't tell you. I haven't lived your life, but we work on it together. You find your rallying cry, and then you think how to direct it throughout your life. Um, I teach Mm -hmm. courses. I teach decadence, which is how to use multiple decks at once, Oracle and Tarot. And I also teach on um, what it takes to be an A-lister as an intuitive, because I -hmm. was on the road for 18 years. 45 weekends a year. My nickname was the Travel Channel. Yeah, at 67 with a bad back, I'm not going back out. But
1: mm-hmm. I have all
0: this information. Come learn how to straddle the twin mountain of what I cheerfully call business acumen and wikiwood. Mm-hmm. You do that, you can make this your, your profession and help thousands of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> That's really, really, really fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so you see when you said you have some courses, are your courses uh, like pre-recorded if people want to sign up for one of the courses or are they or do you do them live?
0: Um, Well, the Create Your Sentence of Passion uh, is one on one. Decadence, I usually do um, either live when we're not worried about the big bug out there or I can do it on Zoom. I've taught it on Zoom as well Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, I don't want to get up there and pontificate. That bores me silly. I'm a facilitator. Mm. I want everybody to work with everybody in the class, and by the end of it, you should have a new tribe. That's mm. what's fun for me.
1: Okay. <clears throat> wow. So amazing. It's just to be that tapped in and tuned in. You know, I find that I find that kind of work fascinating. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know we're all intuitive. You know, a lot of us don't trust our intuition, but yeah, uh, but that you but, know. You yeah. got it. You
0: absolutely yeah. have to. We are all wired like the same health plan, kids. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, you can do it.
1: Well, sure. Every time I've not trusted my intuition, I've gotten myself in trouble. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's never been one time where I've, I've not. And any time that I've really trusted my intuition with no reasoning at all of why I'm feeling a certain way, it saved me. It saved me from harm, from physical harm. It, yeah.
0: It's Mm -hmm. because we're taught as kids, especially Mm -hmm. women, if Mm -hmm. you want something, you're wrong, you're bad, you'll be punished Mm -mm. and you'll have to watch somebody else get it. Like the (laughs) cookie you wanted, your mother gives to your little brother while telling you, only fat girls eat cookies. Do you really want a cookie? And so I deal with women who come to me at age 50 and 60. I don't know what I want. Mm -hmm. They need to give themselves permission. And that, too, is the deep dish work that we do. Mm
1: -hmm. A lot of freedom. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, we only have like two minutes. Is there anything that you want to leave um, us with before we wrap up today?
0: Uh, yes. One of the simplest ways of figuring out what you want to do is ask yourself three questions in any situation, if you want to turn mm-hmm. it around. What am I ex about? Angry, sad, depressed, afraid. Why am I X about that? And the question mm-hmm. we never ask ourselves What do I think would happen if I stopped being X about that? Give yourself permission to change your mind. Mm. Change is key. Change is what helps us grow.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love that. I like those. Those are really good questions and they will apply to anything. So if people want to find you, Corby, the best place to find you is on your website. It's corbiemitleid.com, C-O-R-B-I-E-M-I-T-L-E-I-D.com. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. But social media, go find me on YouTube and in uh, Pinterest and Instagram and Twitter. And <laughs> if you want to work with me on a regular basis, there's always Patreon.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot today and have it's made me think. It's made me think a lot uh, for sure. Oh my God. I just love it. That past lives. So cool. Love this stuff. I love, I love doing these interviews so much. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. And I'm wishing everyone a wonderful week filled with joy, abundance, and love. Peace. let mm-hmm.